Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed. With me as ever is Marit Larwood. Hello, listeners. Uh, and we're going to talk about films for approximately 45 minutes. Hang on a second, it's not just us this week, is it? We've only gone and got another bloody guest. Yeah, a very special guest. A man who I've worked with on the British version of Impractical Jokers, the first series and the second series. The only man that managed to... The man who saved my sanity. Please welcome Joel Domit. <laughs> can you clap yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can always applaud yourself. It was such a, it was such an unbelievable, unbelievably lovely sort of build up to my name that I thought, you know, it it was a round of applause worthy situation. I wonder if you clap yourself, in if this applause in the background it gives you extra credence. <laughs> it might be a good way of every, you start doing a speech and you start clapping yourself, so everyone thinks that you're right. I once. Um... At a festival, was listening to um, a, a young a group of uh, boys doing their act uh, inside a tent. Um, <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> comedians. They were comedians. I, I wasn't inside. I have no idea what they were getting up to. And you heard but, this coming no, from inside. It, it sat, from the crowd noise, it sounded like they were ripping the place apart, like it, they were going down so well. And I was with some other comedians just going, God, they're storming this, aren't they? I only found out afterwards that they had a uh, they had a sound effect tape of applause going on throughout their Brilliant. entire show. So from everyone outside, thought it was the best thing ever. The, um, there's a gig. There's a popular gig that happens in town, and uh, every time that you do it, there's like an applause and laughter type thing that just runs constantly over the uh, the sort of Lord really? audience. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So it always plays at the end of the gig, and it, it, but then they. All the audience leaves and they're sort of filtering out, and then it's like, ha 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 um, been South to... Korea, yeah, uh, not North Korea. Not North. <laughs> no, we've got none. No one in no North. One Korea. We're really popular, but no one can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> they download it, pretending they're download. They download it in South Korea and then cross the border. God, I hope I hope no one's getting themselves in danger because oh, of us. Oh wow! Wow, smuggling the podcast. Really. I went to Malta. It's an absolute treat. It's well, a great place. I isn't did it? some gigs there. Yeah, it's really isn't it like fun for old people to go on holiday. I well, I don't know really. Decent scuba diving. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I learned to scuba dive there. You learned there? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I um, I did, someone offered me to learn there, and I was scared. I'm scared of water. Are you? So I went to the water park instead because I thought that's shallower. It is. It is shallow. And it was the <laughs> yeah. most dodgy place I've ever been. Is it like, like in George Four when oh. George Three when the shark gets into the park. Did was... George Three when the shark gets into the actual water world? That must be their doomsday scenario at a water park. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've looked at everything else that's probably going to happen. Shark in the do. flume. Oh, I can't believe we didn't even think of this. Yeah. Oh, why didn't this come up in the board meeting? It's coming down at speed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that would be really... I would like to see that, a shark. Shark down and a the, flume. Down the, is it the flume or the slide? Well, it's the same mm. thing, isn't oh, it? Great, so you get... Instead of giving people proper, uh, you know, death sentences, they should do that. Right, you've got a 10-second head start on this shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then you'd just be like... No, down the, down the slide. They put it down the slide. So you just see what comes at the bottom. Yeah. So it's really exciting. They chuck someone, yeah. You chuck someone down. But either way, you're going to die because you're just going to get to the bottom anyway. It's like America's version of the guillotine, isn't it? Yeah. But you, you know what? Like, wasn't it like, what's it called? Like, Sex Box or something on Channel 4? Like, that was out a few weeks ago. And I feel like we're only like a few years away from a reality show that's like that. <laughs> Not if Sex Box was the. If, you, if you're one of our listeners abroad. Sex box was a program where they basically had people having sex in a plastic box, and while people to talk about it afterwards. That, but that you didn't see anything. Was sort of no. the, the whole point was just like we can get away with this. People are literally through that piece of plastic having sex, but we I, can't hear them or see them. I think in two, uh, let, I could give it two or three. Th- I'm going to go three years, and there's good channel four. I'm going to have murder box. <laughs> we just did the Running Man. Yeah, yeah. everyone would love that. We would love that. Anyway, let's talk. Let's talk films. films. Um, mm. Firstly, Marit, you've been to the cinema this week. I've been to cinema, but Joel's uh, before that. Sorry, uh, Joel's quite a big film fan as well. So you're going to see quite a lot of blockbusters. Yeah. We asked you to bring in a film before you made some awful suggestions of things that you wanted to talk about. <laughs> well, this is the problem with me, Marek Larwood and David Reed. Mm. I um, I love terrible films. Like I love really. I'm not really into indie films and stuff like that. The films that everyone goes like, oh my god, that's amazing, it's the best thing ever. What was that film that was the one about with Kirsten Dunst in it about the two worlds? Oh, but the uh, Melancholia. Melanch- yeah. That for me was the worst film I've ever seen. I've like, not I've seen it. Ever I seen. Enjoyed it. My mind, I my... hated it so bad. I wanted to. I, I I wanted to just punch myself <laughs> in the dick. Like the worst film I've ever seen. Right? And but yeah, people were like, oh, it's so amazing. I don't like I like things like Pacific Rim (laughs) where it's like you go to the cinema and it's just like epic just like and there's a massive robot just punching a like monster in the face like that is (laughs) amazing but the other thing you said you wanted to talk about was One Direction I went to see the One Direction movie now this is the problem right I went to see the One Direction movie because no one else would want to see it with me so (laughs) I had to go see it by myself. Weird. But then when you go see it by yourself, which is weird in itself, because there's just there's only kids in the cinema, and then it's a 3D movie, so you're made to wear dark glasses. So you've got dark glasses on, and you're sort of the only adult surrounded by kids in a dark room, and it's really weird. But you, you look quite young and trendy, so... I think it'd be a lot easier if I did it, then there would someone, yeah. be someone stop me out the door. <laughs> what is it like, then? Or is it actually a, f- a film in its own right? Is it like Spice World? 
it's not like Spice World because no. Spice World went for it a little bit more because they were like we're like our own, we're characters of ourselves yeah. in a way and then cram it full of celebrity cameos exactly exactly they um the One Direction movie I enjoyed but I thought the the Justin Bieber movie was better oh my <laughs> god say such this things. is a hitherto untapped genre we have what? not even touched upon well, this I stuff. made a film about Justin Bieber during the week you did didn't you <laughs> have, have his people been in touch and, no. It, I made a film because I was bored about. Uh, this is my. This is a side thing. I thought uh, because my girlfriend works in the web and SEO and all the search terms, so I thought the and the key search term Justin B was one of the biggest search terms on Google, and so is sex. So I thought, I, do you know what I do? I'll make a film with Justin Bieber and sex in the title. Put it on YouTube. Put some adverts on it. And that way it will go mental and I'll make loads of money with wow. And is it working? Are you making loads they of money? They took the adverts off after one day. Oh. <laughs> the mistake you made was no one wants to be associated yeah, with your exactly. product. They took the adverts off the thing. I was so upset. Oh. But the whole point of me doing it was trying to make money and get people to my... That's my dream. I don't have to actually... Do any work? <laughs> Crappy films so, what are the what are the five top search terms? Can you remember? Uh, no, that's what they're the huge people always search for sex and stuff like that and uh, things that it's a quite odd internet behaviour. I wonder if they search for sex before Justin Bieber or Justin Bieber after sex. I think he's. Not, I don't know. He's quite asexual. But let's get back to the, the, the film. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what happens in the Justin Bieber film then? So the Justin Bieber one, they're basically both both the same. They both track the meteoric rise to fame. And how quick it happens. Oh, they're documentaries. Yeah, they're documentaries. And uh, so the One Direction one goes through the whole X Factor thing. And then it was the, you know, they get big in America because all their fans tweet about them and stuff. And then it's just like... Is is there a lowest ebb in the middle or is it just a straight line, this story? Basically, both of them, the the sort of, the the jeopardy, if you will... Mm. Is in the in the One Direction one. It's like the fact that they've never really been home for like three years. <laughs> so their, their family forget them. Yeah. So, so their family are like, I haven't, oh, haven't seen him. Haven't seen him two and a half, two and a half years. <laughs> they all from not all from up north. Are they? One of them is, I think. That's I the one who's don't our, look, look at me like I know everyone well, from up north. One, yeah. I, one of them's our friend from one of the last seat. Well, you know, ah. Practical Jokers. Oh, was that who that was? Yeah. I, I didn't know who this person was. And he said a nice thing about this programme we're in. You got retweeted like 25,000 yeah. times. and my phone just... I had it on some weird... I've just got hold of Twitter and what has to do it. So I set my phone to buzz every time I get a new follower or something. I was on the train back to the Isle of Wight. I'm setting the scene here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> around Christmas time. Suddenly my phone starts going mental. Look <laughs> <laughs> about 5,000 followers in a second because he retweeted me and tweeted me directly, this Louis Tomlinson. Yeah, yeah. Guy, how many of those new followers do you still have? I, I think I, I, if I write something offensive, which is quite regular, <laughs> I lose about five hundred. But probably, probably thirty percent of my fans are or not fans or t- Twitter followers. Maybe even more are from somewhere in South America who've seen that he's interacted with me. And wow. they yeah, like I'd say out of if I say get five new followers a day, still to this day, at least one of them. Will be Emily Hart Louie. Yeah. At Love. Mm. <laughs> He's got Star. over 10 million followers on Twitter. That's how much they're worth. Yeah. Wow. 
A lot. That's so, a lot. Yeah, it is so a lot. So I like, I like those sorts of movies. Why do you like them? Well, it's quite... Emo- like, the Justin... I cried at watching the Justin Bieber one. <laughs> That's wonderful. I cried. I was weeping. And what then, happened what to Luckily, I was wearing so... 3D glasses, so... The 3D glasses fogged up. Um, I, I can't remember what happened. It was something like... Something like, oh, I'm too famous to go into virgin megastars. That would be really sad. <laughs> you know? What's he... Like, how does he come across? He comes across all right, because it was kind of before he became a bit of a dick. No, because he's a bit, a, bit, a bit of a dick now. I've heard that. Um, but the One Direction boys seem like nice people, and I think that's the aim of it. Uh, that's the aim of these films in general, is to but they're, they're, make they're, them seem nice. they're not made by sort of uh, independent documentary crews no. who really want to know about One Direction. They're, they're propaganda puff pieces for yes. these stars, aren't they? Yeah. Like, there's... I've no idea. I've never watched one of these films, but I'm sure there's a Katy Perry one out there. There is a Katy Perry one. I've seen it. It's great. (laughs) It's really good. Is there a Miley Cyrus one? Uh, There isn't, but there probably would be one soon. That's probably there. Probably isn't enough material of her being happy and wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Katy Perry one's great. I watched that on a on a plane on the way back from New York. What happens in that? Um, Well, you know, when you're on a plane, oh yeah, just you have heightened sense of emotion. I was like being on your back. Yes. And I was on the plane, and I was like, it was that uh, night time, so most people would sleep, and I, I can't sleep on planes because I get too excited about the film selections. <laughs> so, like, I just watch film for, like, 12 hours, and then I get back and instantly regret that decision. And so I was, like, really excited, and I was, I was uh, just, so it was really dark, and I was watching the Katy Perry film, everyone else was asleep. I just, like... It, she basically her film goes around the thing of her getting divorced from Russell Brand, and and her doing a tour and it's really knackering, and uh, that's basically the the sort of through line of all of them is that they're all they're all touring and they're really tired. <laughs> like that's the that's the general. That's through like, line. It's like comedians when they start to, when they start out and it's some interesting things to say. Yeah, all comedians start touring. So all they do is talk about being on the train, train. hotels, or eventually when they get kids and they get stuck at home with the kids. Yeah. yeah. Homogenises material. That's, mm. a, that's what I wanted to say in two words. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. That's why I'm here. But yeah, I was on this flight on the way back from New York in the darkness and just I was crying my eyes out and the lady walked to the <laughs> stewardess, walked past and saw me crying and she was like, are you all right? And I was like, don't worry. And then she looked, and then there's Katy Perry was on the screen. Oh, it was the most embarrassing I've ever felt. Oh god! Did you feel like a firework? I did. I felt like a paper bag flying through the air. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, we. I, I was about to say we should probably watch one of those films so we can uh, be completed. Oh, but I don't know if I can. Out of all of them, I'd say absolutely watch the Katy Perry one. Okay. I think it's my favourite of the three. Um, but they're all pretty equal. <laughs> You know, the the Katy Perry one shows her slightly in a bad. It, it feels a bit more impartial, even though it's not. Mm. Whereas the wonder maybe if she's a real asshole. Then, yeah. if she can't even come across what her film was supposed to be, I've shared a stage with her. Really? Yeah. Which bit? Uh, <laughs> I was sat in the uh, the VIP section on stage of Let's Dance for oh. Sport Relief while she was performing. Some I don't know, ten meters away from me. That's Did you cool. feel, feel excited? No, it was sort of really precise and professional, and then she left. She touched my face. 
Really? Or really? Was, really? Okay. She used to work at MTV. Not in like the sort of sense of like she touched my soul. <laughs> she actually Which I keep on my, my face. face. Yeah, she. Um, I interviewed her for MTV. Actually, at on the red carpet for the film we're we're talking of. Oh, okay. And um, and uh, I asked her something like, I was like, oh, it's quite an emotional film. Um, how did it, were you scared of including the emotional parts in in your film? Uh, in the final cut of it or something like that and she went uh, she went oh were you sad when you watched it were you sad and I was like yeah a little bit and then she went did a little tear run down your face and then she ran her finger down my face and she was one of the best people I've ever interviewed like did it, did it feel when she touched your face did you feel electricity yeah I felt like magic I was her finger talent. smooth or was it a bit rough it was. Was it hairy? It was like the finger of someone is probably you know like a northern been... finger. Someone thin <laughs> down the mind. Do you think that's been in Russell Russell Brand's ass? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It did smell know. like Russell Brand's ass. Hang on, there's a nine-year-old listening to this. Um, <laughs> well, Russell Brand's Russell Brand. uh, bottom. Yeah. What yeah. are your other recommendations? We went to see. Um, what do we went to go, we went to go see a film together in Scotland in Glasgow? Didn't Papa. We? Not Alpha Papa, the uh, other one. What was the other one we had to see? What, the science fiction one with Matt Damon. Oh, the uh, Elysium. Oh, right. Elysium. What were you going to say? Adjustment Bureau. Oh, no. Weird film. That's weird. I've not seen Elysium. Um, what did you think of Elysium? Oh, well, I talked about it on here. We said it, it was disappointing. But yeah. It was, it was odd being in the cinema. It was completely ram-packed full. It was, it's I, a nice thing, isn't it? You yeah. get that at the IMAX when there's a massive release on. It's a mm. really good atmosphere. Talk about new releases. The one that everyone's sort of raving about, it's even making my voice break, <laughs> is uh, Gravity. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, that's one to go and see. The IMAX. So, I've heard amazing. It's got yeah, amazing yeah. reviews. I am like a massive trailer fan. Mm. Like I don't know whether you guys. Are, yeah, I am, like, and then I regret it. Yes, yeah. It's I'm like sort of junk food. You go, oh yes, it. and then you go, oh, I've sort of spoiled the story yeah, for that's me. That's exactly now. it. Like I just, I'm really, I sit there for, like all day. I, sometimes I just, I. I just have a half a day and I'll st- I won't do anything else and I'll just sort of keep it off because I know I want to watch trailers like a whole half a day and because I've just moved into my new house I haven't had internet for ages I can't wait to get internet because I'm just going to be so many trailers I haven't seen it's the whole back end of the year oh, mm. on trailers I'm so excited but the Gravity one was like there was an extended trailer release I'm not going to watch any trailers on it because it ruins <sighs> and it kind of was a bit too it was like six minutes long or something yeah. so it's kind of like quite a lot of the film but it's basically the whole thing is it's people in spacesuits just go ah 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 for amazing. six minutes. Sounds like the uh, the film is probably a two hour version of yeah. that bit at the beginning of Tomorrow Never Die. Uh, sorry, of uh, You Only Live Twice, where the astronauts' line gets yes, cut. Yeah. And that's literally it's it. Two hours of that. But it's literally like there's there's like a, an object. Like I'm holding up a, a diet coke here. If you can imagine p- the picture scene. the scene, this is the trailer. So it's Joel like is sitting on a sofa Sandra holding a diet coke. Going like, uh, uh, he can't quite uh, reach it. Uh, uh, That's God, it. She really wants a diet coke. She really wants a diet coke. <laughs> I think it made me think. If diet coke knew saw this, there's a whole new advertising campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the film. <laughs> yeah. But as long as they don't let you do the advert. I think Bullock. I think Bullock's too classy to do it herself. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's letters time. <laughs> okay, who's been uh, who's been corresponding with us? Well, not enough people. Oh. If people want to correspond, David, how would they do it? 
You can email us at dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or why not write on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash filmfandango or simply tweet us at filmfandango. But listen, this is really important. Yeah. I want to see us in real life. Right. Not doing a podcast, but maybe like doing some sort of interactive quiz. I mean, tickets are £7.50. It sounds like quite a lot, but everyone's <laughs> going to get a prize. It's really good fun. When can I do this? Well, we are doing our second ever Film Fandango Live on, on the 29th of October. That's right. It's close to Halloween, but we've not really themed it properly. But we're going to be doing a quiz. It's all films. We'll be showing short films we've made ourselves. Um, the uh, We haven't decided on the difficulty level yet. It's probably going to be all-inclusive. <laughs> um, so grab your teams and come on down. It's going to be at the Forge in Camden, uh, London, England, on the 29th of October. Details are on our Facebook wall. Yes. Um, there have been some people on our Facebook writing in. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon Skulltock. Great name. Great name. The Skulltocks. Mm. A few weeks ago, we talked about our favourite films in our 100th episode. Mine was Flight of Dragons. Yours was... Uh, Time Bandits. Um, Skulltocks tracked Skull- down the Flight of Dragons. Skulltocks. Sounds like some sort of like um, D- climbing device. I yeah. thought it sounded like a deviant Viking sexual practice. Well, that's the different way our minds work. <laughs> Skulltock. Skulltocking. Uh, have you got the Skulltock? Yeah. I need it to get to the peak. That's what I'm thinking. It That's does sound like climbing, I reckon. What's yeah. a Viking Skulltock? Hey? Can you give me a Viking... Uh... What's a Viking Skulltock reference? Well, I just simply threw him into the yurt and Skulltocked him till morning. <laughs> it does sound like basically uh, putting something, making a hole in someone's head. It's like chaffining, isn't it? Yeah. It sounds like Skullfuck, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's a yeah, yeah. that's another explicit. Episode, <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Anyway, Scott talks written this in his first name Simon. I was put off by the cover of Flight of Dragons, and I thought Merritt must be mentally ill to think that what looked like a hideous twee Disneyish animation was the best film of all time. Thanks to Podcast One Hundred, I've now researched a bit further and realised my mistake. I found a screenshot. Now I'm going to watch it. Sorry for doubting your sanity, Marek. And he adds, uh, three days later when he starts to watch it, 20 to midnight. Yeah. Just started watching it, then I realised it's way too late to watch a film. Mm. But Al's delivering letters to wizards. Where have I seen that before? Rowling, you thief. Well, the evidence stacks up. Mm, doesn't wow. it it comes back again and again we keep talking about it you know tr- uh, I'll, tell, I'll tell Joel this because we've said it before a film called Troll 2 about um, a boy who wants to be a wizard and uh, he's called Harry Potter and that came out before the first book was written <gasps> yes that I mean that's almost so obvious <laughs> it's like <laughs> you, why wouldn't you, you pick you another just name? change a name mm. Harry Potter oh yeah He's called Barry Potter in Russia, apparently. Why? Because they can't pronounce the H. There's no H in their alphabet. Mm. Or is it Gary? Just, just like Cockney. It's either Gary or Barry. Gary would be a lot better. Harry, Harry Potter. Gary Potter would Gary be good. Potter. Yeah. Um, so that's a, so. Please write in or tweet in or just do something. It's an interesting little thing, Flight of Dragons. I'm glad I've seen it. I've never so, seen it. See, this is a, and what Skull Skulltop's gone on about saying. The point I made in the podcast that the the, the cover they've got of the, of the DVD is terrible. Mm. It's like someone's drawn a really bad 
that you've got your aunt to say, can you, can you just do a version of this Terminator for the cover for Terminator 2? Yeah, and then and the she... aunt's version is so bad, they've got a sort of uh, apprentice graphic designer to colour it in with a computer, you know, yeah. just like spray paint. Yeah, kind of like, like, it's like an Edinburgh poster. Yeah, where, yeah. You know, like some people just don't do good Edinburgh posters. Is that one you would have in the free, for the free fringe? The free poster. fringe. Yeah, um, it's a book. Hey, there time. are some quality shows in the free there fruits is. now. You're right. Don't be part of the machine. This mm. isn't a comedy podcast. It's a <laughs> blooming film podcast. And Joe has put in a film that is at least half decent. Yes. Now we we uh, we asked you to bring in a film to talk about, and the film you chose was Overboard. Overboard. What year is this, Marek? Do you remember? 87, I think it is. 87. Surprisingly late, Mm. actually. Goldie Horn. Goldie Horn. Apparently back at her best. She's Private Benjamin. Can you tell us a bit about um, the film, basically what happens in the film? So, this film was originally suggested to me by Nicholas Helm. Nick Helm, Mm -hmm. a comedy man. And... uh, and I was like, okay, watched it. My girlfriend absolutely loves this film. Like, loves it. And what I love about it is it's, I mean, it's a very grey area of sort of, like, <laughs> legality and... Can you explain the plot? And morality, really. Morality. What happens in the plot, basically? So, basically, the plot is that we've got this really rich woman who, uh, she loses her memory. And so this... Guy who she's kind of annoyed, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Um, he he's then a, he's a carpenter making a making um, a, a shoe shelf a shoe shelf on her boat. Yeah, on her yacht, mm-hmm. and so, she's incredibly rude to him and throws uh, pushes him overboard and mm. throws his tools after him, and he's really upset about it. Yeah, not upset enough really, but he's sort of upset. Yeah, it's it's kind of just weird. The whole film is just. It's just brilliant. You can't help but love it. And then, then he goes basically and claims her as his wife, even though she's not. Um, and then just tells her that, you know, these are these are her kids and this is your life. The four boys. The four boys, uh, which is, again, funny because it's like, it's basically saying like, oh, men, they can't look after kids. Look what kids would be like if men owned them. <laughs> You know, it's these four kids just like going absolutely mental constantly, and then, um, and then yeah, then that's kind of it, really. Essentially, some building work started there. I'm sure that's going to really apologies. Um, essentially, Kurt Russell uh, has kidnapped her and taken advantage of her amnesia and using is using yeah. her as a slave. Yes. It doesn't really ever feel bad, does it? It's weird, isn't it? it? But you know why it doesn't feel bad? This is the best thing about it. This is what's amazing about the film. It never feels morally wrong because any time that something happens that feels like it's about to be morally wrong, some music comes on and goes... I think like, we should talk about the music in this. I remember watching when it first came out, I think, when I was a kid. It's one of the films you get yeah. when you go to the you should go to the video shop and yeah. it's in that sort of family bracket range. Sort of, can, sort of with LA Story and stuff like it, that. It's in the whole... In the 80s, I grew up with Mannequin... Weekend, yes. at, weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah. Those films. This is in uh, and Private Benjamin. Which yeah. Is, uh, is that that sort of style? Uh, happy sort of upbeat films. 
I really like this film. I haven't seen it Have since you? I was a kid oh, right, either. Before, yes. and I'd seen it before, yeah, and I, I remember really enjoying it. But the overriding memory for me was the shoe cupboard and how awesome it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just built, I built a shoe cupboard yesterday in my new house. Revolving? And it, but it wasn't revolving. And so nothing's going to be as good as that ever. It took him two hours, yeah. apparently. Two hours? <laughs> but everyone knows. What do you make shoe cupboards out of? Cedar, Cedar. Not, Cedar oak. not oak. No. What a fool. I, I think the morality is almost exclusively, and this is quite wrong, but almost exclusively based on she was awful before, therefore anything else is better yeah. for her. It's better for her. Um, I, I love about it is that she wasn't that Like, she was awful as a person, but it's not like she killed anyone or anything. So, like, it's, it's kind of like... It's not quite deserving of... <laughs> Of what she gets, you know? Aww. It's like, if she if she'd done something really, really horrific, then you'd be like, oh, well, she kind of deserves to be his essential slave for for ages. They were already going out uh, when they made this movie. Yeah, and that's what I also love about it. The fact that they, they met on the swing shift yes. some years earlier. In 84. She'd already had Kate Hudson with a previous I husband. she was married twice beforehand. Three really? times. Like twice before and she's not married to Kurt Russell. They're just together. Yeah, and they've been together for like 20 years. almost split a few years ago. I don't know. Together. I've not called them in a while. Yeah. Um, we should really, we should really meet up with those. I know. Shows. It's yeah. rude of us to talk about them but not to them. <laughs> what I find odd... <laughs> <laughs> about, about these films is what their idea of squalor and it's quite interesting I think what I used to think was squalor now now being and this is talking we've had a few references where we talked about about time where the um, Richard Curtis always said ev- makes yes. up people the middle class but in fact they are actually rich yeah 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 they all have got massive houses yeah and even in this one it's supposed to be this terrible house we think well that's still a detached, really, really pretty cottage. Yeah. Squalor is basically um, living like, the, like the Goonies, yeah. where you have contraptions, yeah. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Apparently the working class have just pulley systems everywhere. You still live in a ma- essentially a mansion, yes. but if you put your clothes on the floor, yeah. that's, a, that's a hobble. And if you've got animals wandering around. Yes, yeah. that's always that's the key, the isn't it? Animals that wake you up and lick your face. Aww. Good Williams. dogs in this film. Good dogs. Yeah. It's something upbeat about it. I can't put whether it's the the soundtrack, which oh, is so, so awful but fun. <laughs> it's incredible how it's, uh, someone got paid for this keyboard. When the film starts out, you have got a shot of the uh, the sea. Yes. Terrible credits. <laughs> yeah. Really bad uh, sort of keyboards, half hillbilly sort of eighties music. Yeah, yeah. And contrary to all expectations, it really works. It has to be something said, but I think a lot of it's charm. Good. Yeah, Goldie like, Horn and Kurt Russell are brilliant. They're so good. They can't. They can't possibly actually be uh, wrong because they're so charming and effortless. I mean, Kurt Russell obviously carrying the the amoral act in this particular film, but it's it's one you want them to be together, yeah. so you're willing to overlook it because in this instance, it's right. Yeah. Um, you know, she is. She's great for his kids and all of that. It's I love in this film, and I could not tell you why. Her husband, mm. everything he says, I just found myself laughing out loud. And they're not really jokes. He's not really even. He also is the vampire in the Lost Boys, the head vampire. Oh yeah, that's where I recognised him from. There we go. Not um, Kiefer Sutherland. No, the, the other the, one. The, 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 vamp, the head vampire who Kiefer Sutherland uh, who. Uh, 
who grooms the other ones. The vampire groomer. Yes. But it is. I think Kurt Russell is so underrated. You think this is the same guy who's doing. He was the face of Disney, wasn't he, when he first started out? It was oh, a was real. He? Yeah, he did those Disney films and quite family friendly films. And he's doing this, and he can pull off romantic comedies, and yet he does the thing, possibly one of my favourite ever horror movies. What's uh, his biggest movies. film? Like, what's his what's his big did, film? Did you do Big Trouble Box Office, we can look up, but Big Trouble in Little China's him, the thing must be up there. The thing there. is, is, I think that's what, uh, um, critically, that's his, his, his biggest success. Yeah, because I was just trying to think, like, what's his big. Well, I've just put one. his name into IMDb, and you can always tell what your big thing is because it comes up. Because it comes up first. Oh, yeah, of course. Which yeah. is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's just on IMDb uh, hits rather than on box office. But it's probably the thing, isn't it? Because um, I remember, because I'm, cause I'm a bit too old, too young for that stuff. It's, I re- I only remember him from like what it was it called Escape from L.A. Yeah, yes. good film, another good. Film. And Escape from New York. Escape as well. from New York. Which one was the first one? Was Escape from L.A. the first one? I think Escape from New York was the first one. Escape from New York. Okay, lifetime grossing. Uh, let's have a look. Seems to be. Poseidon. No, that can't be right. But that has changed, hasn't it? Money-wise, it's yeah. changed. Just Sky it... High. I bloody love Sky High. Have you I seen it? Seen Sky he High. plays a superhero dad of a kid who doesn't have any powers and sends him to superhero school because the kid's pretending he does. Is that quite recent? Yeah, r- relatively. Sort of last ten years. It's a really good, fun kids movie. Now, last week I watched um, Blue Jasmine. Um... And it's interesting the fact that Goldie Horn's character and the, the plight of her, the, the rough without all the kidnapping or the business, yeah. the whole sort of way they kept, the, the story of the character is really similar to Kate Blanchett's really? story. Really similar characters to off with that. Well, it's the, it's the taming of the shrew, isn't yeah. it? Isn't that isn't that what Overboard is basically? I mean, not to get I'm too. I've actually read the Taming of the Shrew. Not to get too wanky about it, but it's you know it's about taming this absolute harridan of a woman until she becomes a pliable wife and mother that is what it is are you trying to tell me the Tame of the Shrew came before Overboard <laughs> well, my, my, no, um, nobody there's no mention of the comparison online I've looked but the, there's that quite weirdly sort of highbrow almost indie bit in Overboard where um, uh, Kurt Russell tells the, the tale the legend behind why the sailors honk three times yeah, yeah. and it's this uh love story sort of poem about um, uh, Katerina and Arturo and then that comes back at the end which is sort of the sweet thing when they swim towards each other Um, and Katerina is the name of the woman in The Taming of the Shrew so I was just wondering if it's a nod to it you know I love it someone's actually put a thought it's like someone's actually thought about it a little bit you assume that they haven't it's well, it's a remake. Um, it's sort of a nod to an older film as well, apparently. Overboard. If you take the bang, 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 bang music out, it's actually a really cultured, epic, <laughs> beautiful piece of literature. I yeah. like to see that music in every film. Yeah. I see if it made films that are better or worse. It would, like make Terminator 2 amazing. Or other soundtracks that make film. It, it, that soundtrack could only work with this film. Imagine if you swapped around Terminator 2 music. Wow. For like overboard. Have you seen the um, like, done it online, people supposed to be Cedar? People uh, adding seventies TV music to Star Wars. 
makes it so much less classy instantly. <laughs> it looks so much, t- and you realise the film stock is from the same time. It isn't. It doesn't have a different look. It's just the some they cast a spell on it really with yeah. the music and art direction combined. But they've done a sort of a seventies title sequence of like people turning to camera and smiling just from shots that sort of match up. Really good. Who I saw that other film based also that I really really loved. Did you see that um, Ben Affleck um, Batman Goodwill Hunting mashup? Oh no, I haven't seen it. it. You'd love it. It's so funny. It's basically Ben Affleck in Goodwill Hunting, but it, whenever it cuts to him, he's in the Batman costume, <laughs> and it's just the funniest thing ever. Like, where where can people find that? Just on, I just YouTube. It. We'll find we'll it on YouTube, it on and we'll Facebook put it on the Facebook page. page. Yeah. yeah, it's very funny. Awesome. So, any other recommendations from this year? Have we talked enough about Overboard? Well, I think I so. I mean, it's I, I thought it was one of those films that if it's on and you've not seen it on a on a sort of Sunday afternoon, then you should definitely carry on watching it's it. I one think of those it's ones lovely. You, it surprises you how good it is. Yeah. Because you watch it and you're like, oh, this is... It's one of those ones you just kind of go, oh, whatever. And 15 minutes in, you're like, this is, um, this is so brilliant. Such a good film. That's Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell. Yeah, but bearing in mind, I do love the Justin Bieber movie. So I mean, it's hard to well, know where it comes. Well, on. based on that, I will too. Yeah, because uh, I <laughs> thought Overboard was great. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's so you hard. robbed yourself of any uh... moral obligation. No any... credibility. Yes. By your description of what films you like, but maybe they're good though. I haven't watched them. I mean, it's me being, um, yeah, you're elitist. judging a book by its, by its cover, like yeah. people did with Flight of Dragons. You yeah. should learn from your own preachings, yes, exactly. You know, you know what, just to be able to make a decent film, it grossed a hundred million at the box office and it only made it cost 13 million to make. How did it even cost thirteen million to make? Just him on his iPhone. But the best thing about the Justin Bieber movie is that it's in three D, but completely needlessly. So it's in normal, and then the three D bits are him at the concert because it cuts between him at a concert, so it'd be like a song every sort of ten minutes or something. Right. And so it's completely normal, and you're like, I don't. Why is this in three D? And then a song comes on, and it's just him at a concert, and him just constantly pointing at the screen, (laughs) and just so he's just constantly like grabbing at you and pointing. So it's so so young girls think they're being touched by. Yeah, a bit like when Katy Perry struck your face. Yeah, very similar, but it it happened in real life, and it's mass produced so that Justin Bieber can touch everyone's face simultaneously without actually doing anything I'm thinking about it maybe she didn't touch my face maybe I was just watching a film in 3D 3D on a plane would be weird (laughs) tiny 3D (laughs) a little tiny 3D coming at you well no I wouldn't like that (laughs) a tiny hand coming at you oh that would just make me cry even more (laughs) I don't think I could handle it unbelievable um well, that's overboard. That's overboard. <laughs> and that is about it for this week, isn't it? I that think. is about it for this week. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to contribute towards our running costs at all, bit of admin at the end, then uh, please do. You can do so at filmfandango.co.uk. And to everyone who's already contributed, thank you very much. It's appreciated. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug, Joel? Anything coming up? Um, I am touring in February, March and April of the next year. If I want to go and see you, I, w- I want to get tickets right now. Go on joeldomit.com. How do you spell that? J-O-E-L-D-O-M-M for mother, E-T-T. 
the mother the the mother bit that's not in the address. <laughs> okay. Um, double M for mother mother. Double M for mother mother. J O J O E L D O double M E double T. Double T. It's a lot of mistake that most people make. Dot com. Yes, I went to uh, order Sky Broadband this week and uh, put it all through. Went fine, and he was like, "Okay, charge me twenty pounds for connection fee." I was like, "Cool." Yeah. Uh, then I got a text the next day saying we were unable to process your request and so I called them back and turned out the man on the phone had uh, spelt my name G-J-I-L-D-U-M-N-E-T um, Jill, Jill Dummett Jill, Jill Dummett and like is it I, I, like not even close okay <laughs> we'll be back next week keep watching the films and buy tickets to go and see Joe he's really great alright see you later Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.